The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Welcome back to our number two, today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you. And whether you're tuning in on the AM side at 1490, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're listening via the live stream, which can be found on ESPNTucson.com or your Alexa-enabled device, I appreciate you tuning in here to the Jeff Dean Show as we try to keep it live and local and entertaining and fun and opinionated here every weekday for you from 7 to 9. Also, you can check out the podcast, which is uploaded every single day. You can find it at your uh, wherever you shop for podcasts. Just look for the Jeff Dean Show. And uh, you can find it there. You can download it and listen at your leisure. If there's a, a, a um, you know an interview that you may have missed, if you want to hear what Matt Moreno had to say about Arizona recruiting, you can download the podcast from yesterday, and uh, you can listen to it there. But regardless, I appreciate you for tuning in here as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. It is 8.04 on your Tucson Wednesday, and we have a, a busy hour number two here, a lot of NFL to talk uh, here in hour number two. Talked NFL at the end of hour number one, my topic about the 12 NFL teams to have never won a Super Bowl but yet are seemingly close. Well, some of them are. Some of them are nowhere near winning that Super Bowl for the first time. So uh, if you uh, if you missed that, I'm, I'll put the list out on, on Twitter after the show today. and You can officially comment or whatever it is you want to do, soak it in uh, from there. So let's talk about some NFL news now because, you know, <laughs> This whole Deshaun Watson, you know, the Deshaun Watson, the sexual misconduct case, it continues to get worse and worse for Deshaun Watson as more information begins to leak out uh, of the of the case and more women begin to come forward. Now, some of these women were uh, women who were involved in the original lawsuit who did not partake in any kind of a criminal lawsuit, but are jumping in on the civil lawsuit. Some are not involved in either lawsuit that are speaking out. Uh, some are, you know, claimed to be friends of his who are also massage therapists and also claim that he has engaged with them as well. Now, what we what came out of the New York Times yesterday is even more damaging information uh, against Deshaun Watson because it was. It, it was originally reported, and when, when Deshaun Watson, now, I, I don't know what the number was, what the specific number was, but according to sources and things like that that have been talking about this you know, case the entire time, the information that Deshaun Watson gave the NFL when they had their meeting with him and gave you know, the deposition and, and you know, listened to his side and, and you know, are using that as far as their own internal investigation – that he may have lied to them because information came out from the New York Times yesterday that Deshaun Watson had booked massage appointments with 66 women in a 17-month span, which is far more than he previously acknowledged per a report from a New York Times investigator. The story paints a much wider picture of, water, uh, of, of Watson's pattern of behavior. Um, and multiple women have spoken out about their experiences of, uh, with Watson for the first time. They spoke to the New York Times about this. 
as well as involvement by the Houston Texans in helping Watson arrange these massages and a specific uh, security advisor with the Houston Texans giving Deshaun Watson a non-disclosure agreement for massage therapists to sign. Wow. <laughs> this is all this is all according to the New York Times. This is all new information that was not disclosed to the NFL when they originally met with Deshaun Watson in regards to this case. Now, the new accusations uh have caught the Browns unaware. Apparently I I don't know if the Browns did or did not know. I mean, they probably have plausible deniability in regards to the security employee arranging for these non-disclosure agreements. But apparently the Browns were caught unaware, and this is going to cause even more trepidation, I'm sure, from the from the Browns in whether they even want to continue forward with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Now, if, in fact, he did lie or mislead NFL investigators and the commissioner, that is not going to sit well with them, and it will most likely result in even a longer suspension that he was already going to get. Now, the question that I have in, in all of this is, as, as information continues to get out, okay, the civil suit is still in, you know, is, is still in litigation. We still have not gotten a decision on that. We're still not exactly sure what all is going to happen with all of that. But we get closer and closer to the season, and as we still don't know, I, I, why is it that he is like? Shouldn't he just be? Like, is there just too much heat on Deshaun Watson? Should the NFL just decide? And I don't know if the NFL can. I don't know. Maybe the Browns have to do this. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. But give him a leave of absence and basically just say, look, we can't, we can't have you bringing this heat on our league. Certainly not on yourself. We don't want. We don't want you to be on the field right now until all of this, you know, all of this settles and we can come up with, you know, what our punishment is going to be. So give him a paid leave of absence, essentially, so that, you know, so that there's no, I shouldn't say there's no, so that there's a less, less of a connection uh, at this time. Because, look, like these stories keep coming out. And you've read some of the things, and I've read some of the reports from the women, and the new one that's out there about him getting into this awkward yoga pose so that the massage therapist could do certain things to him, and him getting aggressive with the with the the massage therapist. And this particular massage therapist says that she was a friend that they hung out outside of like outside of of massage therapy, and that on one certain occasion he was pulling down her scrubs and and trying to, you know, get her to engage in sexual activity with him, which apparently she did because she didn't quote a a quote to her. She did not know how to tell him. No, man, that's, that's all really, really, really bad stuff, man. Really bad. So, uh, you know, in my opinion, the NFL, and I, I don't know if they can. Again, I don't know the legalities of this. I think they should, if they can. They certainly should advise him to take a leave of absence or t- give him a forced leave of absence 
a paid leave of absence because you can't, you're not suspending him without pay. This is a this is an LOA, uh, but just get him away, like for for his own good and to protect yourselves somewhat. Separate yourselves from him right now. Don't allow him to come into the Cleveland Browns facility. Don't allow him to be around the football field. Like, look, just take time off. Figure out, you know, what you're going to do with your legal team because your legal team is screwing things up too. Like, they're in, you know, on radio stations talking about how happy endings are just a normal occurrence and they're not illegal. <laughs> okay. As long as money isn't exchanged. George Carlin had a funny take on this. Uh, listen, George Carlin, in my opinion, funniest comic ever. Just, just the greatest comedian of all time because he was able to take real-life situations, make them somewhat ridiculous, but then make them extremely funny. And, you know, George Carlin talked about this. He, he said in, in one of his stand-ups, he said he didn't understand why prostitution is illegal. It's, you know, it's, it's, the, you know, they talk, it's the world's oldest profession. I don't know that. And he's like, you know, and George Carlin always used colorful language, which I certainly cannot use here. George Carlin said, you know, engaging in sexual activity is not illegal. And buying, you know, services, buying products is not illegal. Why is buying that particular product and or service illegal? (laughs) I mean, he's, you know, he's got an interesting point. Obviously, there are reasons why it is illegal, uh, but he's got an interesting point. So the funny thing is, is now that, and I shouldn't say funny because I'm not laughing about it. I'm just like funny, strange. It's, it's, you know, our turn of phrase. That Rusty Harden, Deshaun Watson's attorney, is on a, a Houston radio station saying that happy endings, you know, we all know what that means. Happy endings are a common occurrence and aren't illegal unless money is exchanged hands for it. Well, what if... The, the quote-unquote happy ending for one person was a, a, a life-scarring, life-altering uh, e- event for the other person. Is that not illegal? Of course it is. Even if, regardless of whether money exchanged hands or not, do you think that Deshaun Watson walked into that massage, you know, the massage therapist's office, laid down his 150 bucks or 250 bucks or whatever it was for a massage. That, 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 that's all he wanted in there. And then just in the moment was like, ooh, I'm going to take some action here. She seems to be flirting with me. Uh, I'm going to take it a step further because I don't know how to take, I don't properly know how to take a hint. And I'm going to, you know, try to, you know, do these things. No, he walked in there with the intention of spending money for these types of services. So, therefore, I guess essentially making it illegal, even though it wasn't agreed upon by the other party, that that was what was going to happen. <laughs> if that were the case, now we have a different case. We have a potential, uh, you know, potential you know, a breach of the law from these massage therapists. But we don't. This was a one-sided situation. So, regardless if money had exchanged hands or not, Rusty Harden saying that happy endings are a common occurrence and not illegal is one of the most ridiculous statements that I've heard. Now, granted, he's technically, technically not wrong. If the other party is like, oh, would you know, would you like an extra, the extra service that we provide here for you? What's that? And then the massage therapist tells you, and you're like, yes, I would. And it doesn't cost any extra money? Nope. 
You've already paid for the massage. This is the other massage. Oh, okay. Okay, now we're not, you know, that's not illegal, okay? Well, technically not illegal. <laughs> I guess it's just two people engaging in, uh, you know, whatever it is that they've agreed upon. But to force yourself on somebody who has not even approached the subject of it, that is illegal, and that's why we're at where we're at. Now, the the criminal case, uh, you know, there wasn't enough evidence and things like that. So we'll see what happens in this civil suit. And you know, as I mentioned yesterday, the new, uh, the new civil suit, well, I shouldn't say the new civil suit, the new uh, charges that were brought against him now bringing the charge count to 24 instead of 22 because a, uh, there's a new uh, victim here, uh, a new uh, uh, plaintiff, essentially, in this case. And that could... If, if she decides she wants to seek the criminal justice route on just this one count, depending on where it happened and the grand jury that happens to oversee this particular, uh, you know, th- this, pr- this particular presentation uh, that is given to them, if they're able to move forward with a criminal indictment, well, like I said yesterday, that changes everything for Deshaun Watson, for the Cleveland Browns, for the NFL. The Cleveland Browns can then essentially void his contract because it's in his contract that he will not have – any kind of indictments or no contest to any kind of moral turpitude um, uh, cases, which this most certainly is. So they could void his contract, recoup the the lion's share of his signing bonus, which is almost all of it, I think, at this point, um, except for a few bucks here and there, and you know, be done with it. Then the NFL can be like, all right. Now that you've got this indictment, uh, you know, this criminal indictment, and the the whatever happens in the civil suit. And you lied to us about all this. Like, good luck getting back in the league, bro. Good luck. And, you know, on on one hand, it's unfortunate for, you know, for NFL fans because he was a spectacular talent, still is a spectacular talent. And apparently just not completely not right in the head. Apparently. Allegedly. Put it that way. Allegedly. Because nothing has been proven in a court of law and you're innocent until proven guilty. And I totally acknowledge and appreciate and abide by that but it doesn't look good and it seems like every week something new comes out that is more damning to his case in the in the court of public opinion certainly and it, it mean look that means something in, in today's day and age that means a hell of a lot the court of public opinion does certainly more than it did years ago because of the spread of rapidly evolving information in this day and age so we'll keep a close eye on that. Uh, we got some more NFL to talk. We're going to take a break. We'll talk some more NFL. The Broncos have officially agreed to their terms with their new owner. Uh, there's been some no-shows at some mandatory mini camps, which are causing ripples. And, you know, adversely, there are some some guys who have shown up to uh, hit their mini camps who weren't expected to be there. So we'll talk about that. Still some more NFL to get into as well. The NBA Finals are here. Of course, Game 3 is tonight, and your chance to score big on FanDuel Sportsbook is right around the corner at your fingertips. Because throughout the NBA Finals, FanDuel is giving two new customers $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Now, you can bet the money line, you can bet point spreads, you can bet player props, and so much more. You can bet each of those legs individually, or you can combine your bets for even bigger paydays by using the same game parlay function, which I like to use. I like to gamble, you know, 
throw together some 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 legs into a card that make the payout that much more. I'm not a I'm not a big steak guy. Uh, S T A K E, different kind of steak. I do love big steaks, T bones. Uh, but this kind of steak, I'm not a huge steak person. But I do like a little more sizzle with my betting steaks, which is why I'm going to take Steph Curry for now four or more made threes in this game because the odds are a lot better on four than they are with three. Um, I'm going to take Draymond Green with six or more assists. I like that number. I think he's going to be a little bit more of an offensive uh, diffuser tonight. And I do like the Warriors plus three and a half, which is the current current line on that game. Now, with those three – Looking at my FanDuel Sportsbook app right now, that gives me a, uh, a plus 297 odds, which is going to be a nice payout for my stake if and when it happens. And when it does, I'll get paid lightning fast because that's what FanDuel Sportsbook does. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Just sign up with my promo code DEAN, that's D-E-A-N, because the only thing sweeter than watching the finals is cashing in on all the action. So join today with my promo code Turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets, win or lose. Make every game feel like Game 7 with FanDuel Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over in President, Arizona. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you think you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342. More from the Jeff Dean Show next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Well, as I uh, reported on Monday, the Broncos have been sold to Rob Walton, who is the heir to the Walmart fortune. The Walmart throne, essentially, uh, they uh, they signed the deal. They they crossed the crossed the T's and dotted the I's last night uh, for a reported four point six five billion dollars. As Walton's group, the Walt, uh, Walton Penner Group, uh, Penner being his daughter, uh, Penner being the son-in-law, the son-in-law, uh, I think his name is William Penner or something like that. Um, he is the the CEO of Walmart. And essentially, so it's the Walton Penner group that has bought the 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 Broncos officially. But nonetheless, they uh, succeeded the uh, the other four bids uh, for the uh, for the Broncos. There were talks that it could exceed five billion dollars, but it settled at four point six five, and uh, that's still the the richest transaction for a pro sports team in history. So. There you go. The Broncos under going to be new ownership for the first time since 1984 as uh, Walmart comes to the NFL. Can't wait to see those Russell Wilson commercials. At least Russell Wilson will have a job after he retires from the NFL. He can go be a greeter at, uh, at Walmart. So, you know, I'd like to walk into the, to the Walmart there in Denver, and there's Russell Wilson. Hi, how you doing? Have a nice day. Welcome to Walmart. I don't know. I don't go to Walmart, as I mentioned before. I haven't. I've stepped foot in a Walmart like three times in my entire life. I do not shop at Walmart, period, um, <laughs> for my own reasons. But yeah, I, I, they still have greeters, right? I guess I'm, just, I'm guessing they still do. They still, you know, use human beings for that aspect of the uh, of the job. DK Metcalf 
wide receiver of the Seattle Seahawks, is going to be $93,000 lighter in his bank account, at least for another day, as he was an unexcused absence from Seattle Seahawks' mandatory minicamp. Um, not sure, you know, you know why, essentially, uh, but he's being fined a, a boatload of money for not being there. Um, or I think it's like, and maybe it's ninety three. I think it's ninety three thousand, maybe for the for the whole mini camp. Like if he if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't show for the entire mini camp, that maybe it's ninety three thousand. Regardless, it's a boatload of money, and he had foot surgery in the off season, but apparently that's been rehabbed and everything. And this is a this is an uh, an inexcused absence from the mandatory mini camp in Seattle. Now, interestingly enough, Metcalf was kind of the quiet guy of the bunch between he, A.J. Brown, and Debo Samuel, those uh, the, the trio that were all drafted in the same year that are expecting big payouts based on their performance, and rightfully so. The other two were very demanding of new contracts and or trades, while D.K. Metcalf stayed silent. Those two, well, A.J. Brown ended up with Philadelphia, right, got his wish. He's with a new team. Debo Samuel showed up to 49ers camp yesterday and is expected to be there today and seemed to be happy and in good spirits working out with the team yesterday. Yet DK Metcalf, who was quiet all offseason, doesn't show up. So, uh, you know, interesting that each of them are taking their own path and uh, interesting to find out yesterday that DK Metcalf was a no-show. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that and any others who are no-shows who are supposed to be shows. Um, Speaking of... Uh, speaking of uh, mini camps and such, the Cardinals are in their uh, voluntary mini camp right now. Involuntary, or mandatory mini camp essentially starts next week, and we'll talk with our Cardinals insider Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports next, right here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show. Talking lots of NFL today. And we would be remiss talking NFL if we didn't get a check-in from Cardinal Camp with our Arizona Cardinals insider from Arizona Sports. He is Tyler Drake, and he joins us right now on the Jeff Dean Show. Tyler, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, man. The bigger question is, how are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm still, I, I still have moments of cloudiness, like where I just kind of have forgotten my direction of where I'm going, like with a sentence and things like that. But it's getting better and better day by day, and the wound is, is healing nicely, and so uh, everything's on the up and up. I appreciate you asking. No problem. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> so uh, what's new out there at, uh, at Cardinal Camp? They changed the schedule a little bit on you guys today. What's going on right now? Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're supposed to be out there today for the open media portion, but they uh, switched us on us uh, yesterday, so we'll actually get out there tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, not not a ton to report. You know, Kyler Murray wasn't out there, uh, but it sounds like that was part of the plan. Sounds like Cliff knew that uh, going into the week. So, uh, yeah, not not a whole lot going on right now, to be to be completely honest. Just a lot of work getting done for the guys that are there. Now this can be a, a you know a combined opinion on your part whether it was you know parts of your own opinion and maybe parts from other you know opinions of players or people that you've spoken to uh, at the at the team or within the organization. But why why show up last week and then not show up this week if you're Kyler Murray? Yeah, yeah, you know that is a that's that's a question that I'm actually uh, 
going to probably bring up the cliff <laughs> tomorrow and then actually ask him, you know, why was the reason for him to show up to just the one in the middle of the schedule, it seems like. And, and for me, I think the, I think it's a combination of, uh, you know, Marquise Brown was there. A lot of the other vets were there. I think uh, it was one of those it's like, Hey, let's, let's at least get to one. Let's get to one where there's a lot of the starters that are going to be there. And I also think just with the passing of Jeff Gladney, I think that also did have a little bit to do with it just because mm-hmm. that was basically a couple of days right after his passing. So I think that played a little bit in there. Like, obviously I don't know that for a fact, but just from my own personal, you know, opinion and, and what I've seen, I think that was, that was probably a big thing too. So uh, yeah. So biggest thing just be, I think there's a lot more starters out there and, the fact that uh, they lost a teammate. I know that DJ Humphreys took to the podium a couple of days ago and was really heaping the praise on top of Kyler Murray. And, and look, he was he's acting like a left tackle should. Do you get the feeling that there are that, that the majority of the Cardinals players are in the same camp as DJ Humphreys, or do you get the feeling that there are plenty of them who essentially you know may be opposite of what DJ Humphreys was saying? For me, I think a lot of the I think a lot of the players are kind of on the DJ Humphreys boat. Just from what I've heard these uh, these OTAs, it seems like him not being there is not a big deal. They know he's still working out. They know he's still getting uh, getting his reps in that he needs to get, and so they're not really concerned. And it sounds like he's staying in contact with a lot of people. Rondell Moore says he's in constant contact with them in a group chat that he's got with the other wide receivers. So that's good to hear. And yeah, just I, I think in general, I think uh, I think players are are pretty much fine with him not being there. Just when things turn into mandatory in training camp, I think that's when if he's not showing up, that that mood could potentially change. And that's when the fines will begin, also for him. Obviously, for you know involuntary workouts and stuff, there's no fines. But as we found out with uh, you know, DK Metcalf, you know from the Seahawks when he was a no show that he started getting, you know, his account started getting a little bit lighter, uh, you know, $31,000 at, at a time. So what is the, I guess, if you're, if you're looking at your crystal ball, do you think Kyler shows up? It's, it's next, is it next Tuesday or next Monday that, that uh, mandatory starts? I believe it's the 14th through the 16th. Okay. Okay. So next, yeah, so next Tuesday, yeah, next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. What what is your do you think he shows up for, for mandatory minicamp? <laughs> I, I think he does. I, I think with uh just with what I've we've heard from Cliff, which isn't a ton to be honest, but I think with just the constant communication, it sounds like they're not really worried about him not showing up. They expect him to show up, so I would say I, I think he's out there when we uh when we get to go out and, and watch him. He'll be warming up with quarterbacks on the left side of the practice field and and we'll we'll get going and I, I that's that's my personal opinion I think that's what's going to happen uh yeah that's that's just everything that I've heard that's where I'm at you know and I, I and I get it you know a lot of this is kind of overblown you know by the media specifically because you have a player in a contract dispute who you know this happens all the time you know where players in contract disputes don't show up for the voluntary workouts and then they do show up for the mandatory camp like players holding out is kind of a thing of the past we we don't see a whole lot of it anymore no yeah you're right yeah the dk metcalf was pretty uh that's pretty interesting but also you know it, it'll be interesting to see if if he doesn't show up do they do they count that as excused absence or the inexcused absence like the metcalf situation because I believe Jimmy Garoppolo got the excused absence. Obviously, he's working through injuries and stuff. Right, the shoulder surgery. The and, that, 
and, yeah, and, exactly. and DK had, you know, DK had foot surgery, but according to the Seahawks, that had already been rehabbed and he was clear to work out. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting if we if they do have to get into that kind of situation. I just I don't think it's going to get to that point. And I think with the Debo Samuel showing up and 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 having that happen, I think that's going to kind of be the blueprint of hey, we're still going to show up. We still want to get paid, but we're going to show you that we're here. We're ready to work. Now give us some money. Speaking of injury, what's the latest on DeAndre Hopkins? I know you wrote an article on Arizona Sports yesterday. What's what's the latest on D Hop? Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like he's right on schedule. There's no, you know, definitive, there's no percentages, there's no anything like that, but it, he, he will be full go for training camp is what we were told by Cliff on uh, Monday. And, uh, yeah, you know, we saw him actually right at the beginning of the open portion uh, on the side of the side of the uh, practice field. So uh, that was the first time I had seen him all offseason, so that was a good sign to see for sure, I think, for, uh, for Cardinals fans just in his rehab. Obviously, he's not going to be on the field for meaningful games until week seven, but uh, if you can get that guy 100% for when he gets on the field, that's obviously a huge boost for that team. Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports, our Cardinals insider, joining us right here on the Jeff Dean Show. You can, of course, follow him on Twitter at TDrake4Sports. And uh, he, we, you know, we try to get him on as, uh, as often as we can. I guess my ultimate question is, and, and this is, I think this is the ultimate question for uh, most people you know, in regards to Kyler Murray. What is the feeling? I always judge quarterbacks on whether or not I believe they can win a Super Bowl, like whether they are capable of leading a team to a Super Bowl victory. And there are very obvious quarterbacks on that list that are a confirmed yes. Is Kyler Murray one of those quarterbacks? Like, do these players actually believe that he is capable of winning them a Super Bowl? I, You know, I think – for the most part, I think they do, and I think Humphreys and I think Kelvin Beecham, obviously they're the offensive line, they, they're with him the most, those are his guys, but I think from what those guys have just said about him, I think that says a lot. I mean, Humphreys went back to the Carson Palmer days, to the days before Kyler Murray got there. Like He explained a lot of how you know he saw greatness, and then he saw what happens when you don't have a quarterback, and so... That was that one really. That quote really stuck out to me. That was part of the slow down on your day drinking mm-hmm. if you don't. He's, uh, he's the team's future quarterback, which was hilarious. And he he mentions Scottsdale and everything. So that was a great quote. But even Kelvin, I mean, he says that Kyler's got all the intangibles. He and he loves to see people that he wants to see succeed take that next step. And you can tell, like, I don't think these guys would put that much you know, backing or put that much confidence in a guy if they didn't think he had the tools to really get them to that next level. So I think I'm seeing a lot more guys, you know, really taking the moment during these interviews to really put their stance on being behind Kyler Murray. Like, I I know that they've been they've backed in the last couple of years, but it just seems like this year a lot more guys are coming out and actually giving a lengthy quote about why they believe in Kyler and, and what they think he can do. So that, that's uh, been sticking out to me quite a bit, actually, this, this offseason. Are, are, those, are those the same intangibles that led him to look like the absolute worst quarterback? And I don't mean look. Statistically, he was the worst quarterback in the playoffs last year. The worst. The worst performance yeah. by yeah, any no. quarterback in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean, that's that, – that's, Worse than Jalen Hurts. On him. Jalen Hurts played <laughs> better than it's Kyler Murray better. did. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it was bad. I mean, I think everybody will remember Kyler Murray's performance as the interception out of the end zone off the back foot, one-footed. Like, that was was a terrible, terrible play. And uh, But, I mean, I think it's on everybody. I think it's on Cliff to better game plan. It's on Kyler to get better in those situations and not just throw something up and and hope it works. I mean, 
it's it's year four. You've got to take these steps to not only run the plays that Cliff wants to run, but you've got to make sure that you know in your back pocket what you can do if something's falling apart. Uh, I, I, I'm still, I, you know, the book is still out for me. I, I, you know, I get it. I, I, I appreciate players for coming to the aid of a, uh, you know, of a teammate who is not only in a contract dispute, but also is coming off, you know, one of the worst performances of their career in the, you know, in the biggest stage to be you know, the, on the biggest spotlight in the NFL playoffs. Uh, so I, I can appreciate and I understand all of that. I just, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not until he wins a playoff game. I ain't buying it. No, and you and and that's the thing too is he's got to come out and and really get that bad taste out of everybody's mouth right away. I mean, that's really what's going to help switch the narrative. I think of that bad playoff loss. But you're right, yeah, they've got to get through the regular season and figure out the regular season issues, and they've got to get to the postseason and win a game. I think that's where everybody's at now. Is this team's progressing year over year? Now the next step is actually looking competent in the postseason. You know, you mentioned the passing of Jeff Gladney. You know, obviously there was, uh, you know, there was a, a wreck involved there, and, and you know, we don't know the, the whole story yet. Regardless, uh, tragic to have uh, the loss of a, a, such a young player, such a young person, uh, at any, at, you know, in, in any regard. Uh, what are the Cardinals doing, roster wise, uh, personnel wise, to move on from, from that? On that, on, you know, because he was he was going to play in that secondary. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna he was gonna have a really meaningful role from what it seemed. I mean, the the team seemed to really like him. It seemed like he was gonna be that third guy behind uh, Byron and Marco. So yeah, you know, it's it's a terrible, terrible loss. Awful. You know, usually we're talking about injuries or holdouts or things like that. Like this is a whole other beast. Uh, the team, you know, they're it, they're taking their time. I think a little bit to uh, you know grieve, have that process. You know, a lot of the players, uh, Cliff talked to the players as a whole talk to the offense and defense separately, and then uh, they talk in position groups too. You know, I, the defensive backs group was uh, pretty pretty messed up by it just because they were really close to him. Uh, but, yeah, you know, on the on the additions front, you know, obviously that's got to be somewhere they've got to target now. I mean, they needed to add a little bit more depth, I thought, before Gladney's passing, but now it's now it's, it's evident. And I think with that, uh, the $10 million they get back from the uh, – from the post-June uh, 1st cut of Jordan Phillips will help a lot with getting another guy in there. It's just how much do you spend and who's going to be out there. So uh, I would say they're definitely going to have to add at least one, maybe two more bodies to that cornerback's uh, room for sure. Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports joining us right here on the Jeff Dean Show. Tyler, any, uh, any you know, outstanding performances in the, uh, in the OTAs and in the, the, uh, the voluntary minicamp so far? Uh, you know, just I think just looking at Cameron Thomas, that dude's a beast. If he yeah. can figure it out and, and get up to speed, that guy could be a game changer for sure. Just a really, really big dude. And uh, Trey McBride is super smooth just in the in the drills that we can report on and see. Looks super, super smooth. Uh, another guy that's got to get up to speed, just NFL playbook, all that. And uh, Keontae Ingram, I, I was a little, uh, I wasn't sure on his, his hands as a pass catcher, but that guy makes some really, really solid grabs as a running back. So I think for me, I think that running back room solidified with Daryl Williams, yep. James Conner, Eno, Jonathan Moore. Like, I don't think they need to add anything else there. I mean, they're pretty stacked now, in my opinion. You know, there are some actually – Keontae has gotten some, some national kind of recognition. I, I saw 
uh, a couple of weeks ago where uh, there was at least at least one or two writers. I think one of them kind of focuses a little more on fantasy, but um, they were both saying that that he is expected to make an impact on this offense this year. Yeah, yeah, I think he could. I think the Daryl Williams addition is going to hamper that a little bit more, but I yeah, definitely yep. think he could find his way on there and, and definitely be a very, you know, one of those sneaky gadget type uh, players that could kind of fill in any, like almost like a young Chase Edmonds, like when in his first year. I think he could be maybe similar flashes to that. Yeah, you know, I got to see Cam uh, Cam Thomas up close and personal last season at San Diego State, of course, and then they, you know they were playing against Arizona, and it wasn't you know wasn't the best competition last year as Arizona was not any good on the football field. But I can tell you that guy's a problem. He he's a he's he's got a motor, and you you're right. He's a you know he's a big dude, but he's got a very unique skill set. I don't want to compare him to anybody like an Aaron Donald, who's a you know a, a transcendent type of of talent, but. Uh, he's got all the tools to be a wrecking machine on that defensive line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the biggest thing is, is he he's a huge JJ Watt fan, and and I think we saw last year nice. with the uh, you know the progression of Zach Allen just taking that next step. And so imagine a guy like Cameron Thomas, who is literally like a kid in the candy, or just a kid when it comes to meeting JJ Watt. So you get that influence on this guy. Who knows what we see come you know week one, week two. Well, hopefully he soaks it in. JJ's always got a lot to say, so uh, he he can he'll have plenty of time if he keeps his ears open to soak it in whatever JJ wants to preach to him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Tyler, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you as always. Keep up the great work. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at tdrake 4 sports and also check out his uh, his daily articles, his daily work on Arizona Sports as well. Tyler, thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? See you later, buddy. Take care. That's Tyler Drake right there. He's our Cardinals insider. He's uh, he's with Arizona Sports. You can check them out on ArizonaSports.com. He's got a couple of articles up right now in regards to the Arizona Cardinals. And there are some, you know, some really fun uh, quotes from DJ Humphreys from that uh, from the presser that he had a couple of a uh, couple of days ago. Tyler mentioned it, you know, talking about people having Sunday fun day day drinking in Scottsdale, thinking that Kyler Murray is not the future of this team. Apparently, I've been doing too much Sunday fun day day drinking in Scottsdale because I don't think he is. I've never thought that. I don't think that Kyler Murray is capable of winning a Super Bowl. And as I said yesterday, and I've said a thousand times on this radio show before, if you have a quarterback that you have any doubts in whether or not he can win you a Super Bowl, then you're wasting your time. What, like, what are you doing? There are, there are quarterbacks who are on the fringe uh, who, whom I think – you know, of, of that style, you know, like a Lamar Jackson, you know, the athletic quarterbacks who are more, uh, m- you know, more inclined to scramble and run and, and give you that kind of a threat, but they're diminutive in size. Uh, they have not proven themselves to be the most accurate throwers of a football uh, regardless. Now, Kyler's his completion percentage last year was you know, astronomical, 69%. He also had one of the lowest yards per attempt in the NFL of all the starters. So there's, there's give and take for that as well. Uh, I, you know, I just feel like if, if you're, if you're comparing the two, if you're comparing Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, both of them Heisman trophy, you know, obviously highly regarded taken high in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, one of them has won an MVP. Another one was in the running for the MVP last year. I still feel like a guy like Lamar Jackson is a hell of a lot closer to winning the Ravens a Super Bowl than I think Kyler Murray is to winning the Cardinals a Super Bowl. And I still think Baltimore and Lamar Jackson are still quite a ways away. 
So take from that what you will. I will take a timeout. When I return, we'll put a big, bright red, shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back. Final segment today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Finish up with a little Wildcat talk here, a little Wildcat basketball. Bruce Pascoe reporting uh, from the Arizona Daily Star on this. And, you know, Arizona missed out on the Keon Brooks transfer. I think we all, well, I shouldn't say we all. Certainly a lot of Wildcat fans were like, no. It was was kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to go up to Seattle and play there because they they don't have anybody, and he's going to be the number one option for them. Here he would be, you know, option three, four. But in this offense, I mean, that's you're still going to get a lot of touches, get a lot of shots up. So Arizona still looking to round out their roster. Tommy Lloyd has three roster spots to fill. They currently only have nine players on scholarship, uh, and they're going to be hosting some more transfers. And one of them is a grad transfer from Campbell. He uh, is, uh, you know, a kid uh, who his you know father played at Memphis. Cedric Henderson played at Memphis. This is Cedric Henderson Jr. that is going to be uh, in Tucson this weekend. Um. You know, a, a good player. He's six uh, six. You know, he's a kind of a direct replacement to like a Ben Matherin. He's got a good shooting percentage. Um, you know, was a was a good player at Campbell. Shot thirty eight and a half percent from three, fifty four percent from two. He was an honorable mention pick in the Big South. Uh, you know, averaged fourteen points, five and a half rebounds a game. So that's uh, you know one option that they're looking at. And also, we're still trying to f- wait on the decision of uh, Courtney Ramey. The Texas transfer, the six-three, uh, you know, he, he's he's a combo guard. He is your, you know, your one-two combo, a lot like a Justin Kyer was uh, for Arizona last year uh, from Texas. He's basically narrowed it down to two schools, Arizona and West Virginia, and we should find out any moment now, any day now, on what uh, what Courtney Ramey's, uh, you know, options or what you know what his decision is. So. It'll be interesting to see if Arizona is able to land either or both of uh, of those particular players. It would certainly be a huge help uh, for Tommy Lloyd and for the Wildcats to add those two guys, especially you know like, like you know Ramey played against you know the the, the best of the best in the Big Twelve, obviously uh, played well, performed well while he was at Texas. He's a six three guard again. I think he'll start at the two, uh, you know, alongside Kerr there in the backcourt, but. He's a guy that, much like we saw with Justin last year, with Justin Kyer last year, where he could, when when Kerr goes to the bench, uh, he could eventually take over the uh, the point the point handling rules and be the lead guard. So, um, an imp- an important decision to be made real soon that will impact the the Wildcat season on whether whether or not Courtney Ramey decides to choose Arizona or chooses uh, West Virginia. So. We'll be uh, crossing our fingers on that one. I would like to bring in him. He's, he's a you know he's a good one. He's he's not a you know he's not a stat filler, but he's a good solid player. And again, he has experience in the uh, you know in the Big Twelve, obviously, and uh, has had you know some really successful seasons before. What was it? I think two years ago at Texas, he shot over like over forty one percent from three. So that's that'd be really nice to inject into this offense, certainly. 
All right, that is going to wrap things up for this Wednesday edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports, our Cardinals insider, for joining us. You can always follow him at tdrake for sports And, of course, thanks to Mary back in the studio for pushing all the right buttons and keeping us on the air here today. Stay tuned for Spears and Ali today from 3 to 6, and I will see you guys again tomorrow morning for a Thursday edition of the Jeff Dean Show right here at 7 a.m. on 1490 a.m., 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson.